Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. All right, everybody, we're back from that quick break. Uh, and Nick, I want to talk to you a little bit about Nathaniel Hackett because I think it's on everyone's mind. Um, you know, this was a game, you and I talked about it. It was talked about, you know, throughout the week by a bunch of people. If the Broncos lose this game, is Nathaniel Hackett, you know, uh, without a job come Monday? I don't think so, right? Like, I don't think they're going to make that move. It was a close game. Um, you know, did they show improvement? I don't know. I think, you know, having Clint call plays probably saves him some time in terms of, you know, uh, getting fired. Um, but I did ask him straight up after the game just what he what does he think of his future has he talked to george payton has he talked about greg pinner uh talked to greg pinner about his job security and he basically said hey uh, i'm focused on this team uh I, I can't control any of that whatever happens happens um not exactly a vote of confidence nick uh in his job i would say uh you know a couple players were asked about his job security, which, you know, they said, you know, we like Nate and all that stuff. We're going to try and turn things around. But there wasn't a whole lot of, you know, rah-rah for, for Hackett, I would say. Uh, what do you think his job security looks like after a loss like this? Because I would argue they've had some bad losses this year, Nick, some really bad ones. But losing to the Raiders at home, a bad Raiders team, getting swept by Josh McDaniels uh, this season, losing to him twice. It's just not good, uh, and I just I, I have I have a bad feeling that this uh, could be the end of Nathaniel Hackett here soon. I mean, today's loss uh, doesn't really uh, cement that uh, because we don't know. We can try to speculate because what we're speculating is the win, right? We all figure that it's going to happen, but you spe- you're trying to speculate when will it happen? Will it will it be after the Carolina game, or will it be after? the end of the season. And for me, it's still one of these wait and see, George. Obviously, George Payton isn't happy with the outcome. The Walter Penner family are not happy with the outcome. When they bought this franchise, they knew that the franchise was having its issue, but they still knew the longstanding tradition of this organization and that being there is a standard and that standard is winning and they're trying to get back to those winning ways and also, keep this in mind. Once again, they inherited, you know, Nathaniel Hackett. He wasn't, uh, you know, their their choice. They were not really asked their opinion because this happened with, with the ownership changing after the fact. So could he say, could Nathaniel Hackett say, hey, listen, I t- and I told you this last week, you have a bunch of injuries. I don't have all the personnel that I need to. And everyone was saying that I needed to make the change. And I made the change. It was a tough change. And I took my guy, you know, Justin Allen. I kind of demoted him, even though I put him on the sideline closer to Russell to get more of the one-on-one attention. Hey, I put Clint Kubiak in. Hey, look how well that we, we, we've we done. So th- there's a part of me that feels as though, you know, Hackett is hand, hanging on by a really, really, really thin thread. But I feel as though he's going to make it through the remaining of the season because they want to see if in fact there is some kind of improvement because here's what we're looking at, George 24 unrestricted free agents after the end of the season, the Broncos have to evaluate them. And if they are considering moving on, 
from Nathaniel Hackett, they are evaluating the coaching staff as well. Who would they like to retain on this coaching staff? It could be Clint Kubiak if the Broncos can go out and get a win against the Carolina Panthers. So there's a lot that's in stake here. But once again, I don't feel the Broncos are going to cut ties with Nathaniel Hackett right away. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I think the question had to be asked because everybody's thinking about it. And we really haven't asked him about his, his job security um, yet. Also, Nick, I don't know if you're watching this Chiefs-Chargers game, but uh, the Chiefs are driving down four at the Chargers 22, 37 seconds left. So good finish there. Uh, but I, I think that there's no benefit to firing someone midseason like that. You know, maybe, you know, two games left, you do it. I don't know. But Hey, look, there's still a chance for this thing to improve. I, again, I thought the offense actually looked a little better, uh, right? They still need to score more points, but we both said it. They they actually moved the ball. Um, you know, I didn't think the game management was bad other than throwing the ball on third down um, on that one play. So it, I, I don't think they're going to fire him. And, and Nick, here here's, here, here's one take I'm going to have, Nick. And I was thinking about this long and hard after the game, and I tweeted it out as well. And this is not in defense of Nathaniel Hackett because I think both can be true. I think you can say one that the the oh the the Chiefs just scored they're going to win. Um, you can say this, Nick. Number one, that Nathaniel Hackett has not shown yet that he can be a good head head coach. So if you want to move on from from him, that's fine. I get it. But here's the bigger problem, Nick. And correct me if I'm wrong. You've been around. You've played for this franchise. Uh, you've won a lot of, you won a lot of football games with this franchise, but in recent years, Nick, there is a culture problem with the Broncos. And I think that starts inside the locker room. And I'm not saying there's certain players they need to get rid of or anything like that. But you look at the last six years since the 2016 season, when they had their last winning record, they have played in, I believe 51 score games. They've won 19 of those games, Nick. 19. They're 19 and 31 in one-score games in the last six seasons. This team, this franchise right now, doesn't know how to win those games. And that, to me, you can say that's on Hackett this year. Sure, whatever. But that tells me that there's a fundamental problem with the Broncos, and it's that these guys don't know how to win. And I don't know what the solution is, Nick. I know there are some people tell me, well, like, why would you fix it? I don't get paid millions of dollars to <laughs> fix the Broncos, okay? I'm not the general manager. I'm not sitting here telling you I know how to fix it. But that, to me, tells me, okay, it's a problem this year, but it's been a problem for a while in Denver. And I don't know if continuing to hire and fire head coaches you know, every couple years is the solution. I mean, even Justin Simmons said after the game, he said, you know, we've been talking a lot as veterans about the culture of this, of this team and of this franchise. I'm in my seventh year. Nate's my fourth head coach in seven years with the Broncos. And we still can't figure out how to win these games. And he goes, I don't know how we're going to fix it. We talk about trying to fix it. I get up here and I tell you that we're going to fix it. And we continue to fail to do so. And that to me, Nick, tells me there's a bigger problem and that just firing Nathaniel Hackett and trying to do this all over again is just going to fix it. I don't know, Nick. I just went on a rant. 
I had to say it, but I was thinking long and hard about it. Cause I look, we can sit here and break down these games every single week, Nick. And, and I, you know, we should, and, and it's good to talk about what happens in each of these games. But at the end of the day, they don't know how to win. They don't know how to win these games. And uh, it, it's become a bigger issue than just, you know, blaming it all on the head coach, in my opinion. Well, here's what happens with, with this, George. When you've lost so many consecutive games and so many close games, you get down on yourself. And the last thing you want to do in the game or in life is utter this phrase, right? Publicly or said to yourself, if it wasn't for bad luck, I would have none. If you find yourself uttering those words, you've already set yourself up for failure. You've already succumbed and you've already given in before you even got to the final conclusion or that final act as though we would see in most movies. And I feel that that's where the Broncos are right now. They don't have any faith and confidence in themselves to win close tight games. This is the NFL. There's 32 teams. You're not going to score 40 points every game. I'm sorry. Watching the, they just, all you have to do is look at the Buffalo Bills, a team that everyone thought was on a clear path to the Super Bowl. They've had a couple of stumbles themselves. It's just the fact that every man has to say, I am not going to be the reason that we lose this particular game. And even if you have to say that for four quarters, 60 minutes, constantly repeating it to yourself in order for you to believe that, then so be it. I just feel as though that is the problem. When we look at the Denver Broncos and we say, well, what is the identity of this team? Everyone is spinning their wheels trying to figure out what's the identity of the team. For me, I'm coming to this conclusion that that is the identity of the team. And what I mean is they don't think that they can win because the moment they get out to a lead, the one thing they do, the one thing they do that most people do who feel as though they haven't had a chance to be validated and succeed in life, they just wait for the other shoe to drop. And as soon as it drops, you go, you know what? There it is. I knew it was coming. Now it's here, right? Same old, same old. We can't do anything about it. That is where the Broncos are right now, George. That is the identity of the Broncos. They don't believe that they can push the boulder over the hill and actually see it roll down the other side. They don't believe. And I know it sounds crazy to say that here's a bunch of players that get paid a significant amount of money and they don't believe. But this is what happens when you lose games consistently. It's one thing to get blown out. One thing to get blown out. It's another thing to lose several consecutive games by one point or a touchdown. The Broncos have had four overtime games this season, George. Four. And I can only imagine what it's like being those guys in that locker room after the game having your head coach stand up there and say the same thing over and over again. Draymond Jones said it himself. Hey, man, this losing has become a trend. I went to Ohio State, right? The Ohio State. And we've never lost like this. So it's new for him. And he's getting sick and tired of it. And if he's sick and tired of it, guess what? We've already heard from Broncos country. They're sick and tired of being sick and tired. So those guys can only turn this around by changing their mentality. You want to know how they change this? Talking is not going to do it. You just have to get out there and do it. Now, I just went on a rant. Well, I'm glad you – it sounds like you agree with me um, to an extent that it's just there's a culture problem, there's a mentality issue, right? Um, The mentality has to change. 
And it, it, I think I think some of it, Nick, is is they've probably become a little bit numb to it, right? Um, you know, some of these guys have been here. You mentioned Draymond Jones, Justin Simmons. Um, you know, these are guys that Cortland Sutton, right? Um, these are guys that have have been leaders on this team for a while, and they they just see loss after loss, uh, and it's almost like they see it coming, right? Um, and that's not to say they're out there like saying, "Oh, we're going to lose," but I think in the back of their heads, they're like, "Oh no." Here we go again. Um, and, and that's, you got to get that out of you. And I don't know how to do that again. I've never was a professional athlete, but I'm just telling you from my view, I, I think that that's the heart of the issue. And again, I think you can say at the same time that, you know, Nathaniel Hackett's not going to be the guy to fix it. Uh, and maybe you move on from him and you get the right guy to try and come in and instill a new mentality. And, and I'm also not saying, I know some people are like, well, head coach has to be a part of that. I agree. I agree. A head coach has to come in and, and set a mentality and instill a culture and help change it. But so do the players. And more importantly, I would say the players are number one in, in, in changing that, especially some of these guys that have been here a long time. So I don't know, Nick. I don't know what the solution is. Maybe they can figure it out this year. Maybe Russell Wilson, you know, a guy that, that's been to the top of the mountain, can help change that mentality moving forward. Uh, I mean, he talked today, too, about Hey, it's a long journey and I'm in it for the long haul and it's going to take, it's going to take some time and it's going to be ugly at times and it's ugly right now. Uh, But, but we believe we can turn this thing around. So I don't know, maybe he's the guy that can turn it around, but that's just kind of my, my final thoughts, Nick is, you know, the game is, it's just to the side for me, all these losses. I'm just like, what can we think big picture here? And and big picture is the mentality and and the culture needs to change in Denver. Well, big picture is, you know, that mentality and that culture starts with those guys in the locker room at the end of the day. You can fire coach after coach after coach, right? But at the end of the day, it's about the guys in in that locker room having faith in one another. And let's just say for the sake of argument, I'm not saying that this is true, but let's just throw out this hypothetical. Let's just say that the guys have lost faith in Nathaniel Hackett. The one thing that they can always take solace in is one another. Because I've been there before when we've lost faith in our coach and their ability to call plays and and, and in-game management. The one thing that we could always lean on is that we believed in one another. Even if we didn't play for the coach, we wanted to play for one another. Now, I am not suggesting that the Broncos players have lost faith in Hackett. I am not suggesting that they've decided that they don't want to play for them, play for him. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying, once again, is that it's the guys in the locker room that changes this because they're the ones that are on the field. Even if that means, George, they have to force their coaches' hands by telling the coaches, here's what we want to do. What you were doing for 11 weeks isn't working. Here's what we want to do. At least try it our way. If it doesn't work out our way, then so be it. Your way wasn't working. That is what I'm suggesting. And thank you for coming to our TED Talk. Um, <laughs> that last, that la- this last segment, Nick, felt like a venting session for you and I. Uh, worked out some demons there. Um, but uh, Nick, that's it for that's all I've got. Um, I don't know if you have any more final thoughts. I feel like we kind of aired it all out there, but. Um, kind of going to be a, a weird week with Thanksgiving, obviously, this Thursday. We hope you guys, um, you know, spend some time with your families, eat, eat a lot of turkey. I know I will be eating a lot of turkey. Uh, we will have another podcast this week, I believe, Nick. I don't know what our schedule will look like, but 
Do you have any other final thoughts before we head out of here um, uh, for the game? Yeah. Uh, once again, enjoy your family's uh, life is precious. Uh, every for the first 11 weeks, we got a chance to watch the Broncos and things have not worked out for, for them. And life is more than just the game itself. Uh, up in Colorado Springs, there were a couple of individuals who uh, lost their lives and a couple of individuals who were injured in the mass shooting. Uh, personally, George, I'm over the mass shootings and I give the condolences to those uh, family members who lost someone in that shooting. But this during the holiday season, this is the time to really be thankful for, you know, what we have, not what we want, but what we have. But the most important thing is be thankful that we have life. So that's how I end this podcast for me. Yeah, definitely. My, my thoughts and prayers also uh, with the folks up in Colorado Springs. I know, um, you know, working for the Gazette, um, we were on, on top of that coverage a lot today and, and reading some of the stories, just a senseless tragedy um, and something that, you know, around the holidays, just I think it hits a little bit more, um, obviously, when you're when you're with, you know, loved ones and things. So definitely thoughts and prayers with them. Uh, but Nick, um, we thank everybody for listening. Uh, make sure you guys like and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we will be back this week with an episode at some point. Um, but uh, thanks again. And, you know, maybe the Broncos will figure it out this week when they head to Charlotte to play the Panthers. You know, you, why, why are you saying that? You don't even believe that. I, mean, I, know, I don't. I don't believe it at no. all. <laughs> but I will say the Panthers looked really bad today at times against the Ravens offensively. I don't know if they'll be able to score against the Broncos. So maybe you can you can hope for that. But uh, But, Nick, let's get out of here. Uh, it's late. The Chiefs just won. Of course they won. They always win. Um, but uh, let's get out of here. And thanks again for everybody listening to another episode of Touchdown Denver. <laughs>